0: You're listening to CAC Radio, Eastern Kentucky's best internet radio station.
1: Do you have a home church? Are you looking for a place that you can bring your family and receive love and encouragement? then welcome to Cornerstone Apostolic Church, where you'll find a safe place for you and your family, a place where praise and worship is encouraged and the preaching and teaching of God's word is anointed and fulfilling. No matter where you are on your journey in life or your journey with the Lord, you'll find what you're looking for at Cornerstone Apostolic Church.
2: On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the Congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services. Welcome to a little bit of church
3: every day. Home Bible study 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast
0: link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to q95fm.net whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's q95fm.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's wqcw and you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com.
3: You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I. Our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word.
0: Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily ICast, Just a little bit of church every day, home Bible study, 21st century style. Glad you've joined us on this Friday edition of our broadcast. Thank you for being a part of it. And also thank you for celebrating with us and allowing us to have 10 years. That's right, 10 years we have been... uh CAC Daily ICAST, broadcasting Monday through Friday. So, thank you for making that possible. And also, um, we are trying to get about 200 episodes in. So, when we get to the end of the year, we're going to have about 2,100 episodes. Ooh. That's a lot of episodes. And so, uh, this is episode number 178 of this year. And the day, well, it's day number 314 of 365. This year is swiftly coming to a close. And uh, looking at our uh, our, uh, weather, I want to just kind of bring up some stuff so that we can get all this in. It's a little on the cool side this morning. It's actually 46 degrees outside my window pane, with rain. It's going to be cooler with rain and drizzle. Combination of falling leaves, rainfall can make roads slick, and clog storm drains. So keep that in mind. Low tonight's going to be 36, oh. and then tomorrow it's going to warm up. It's going to be 54 degrees, and then look on Sunday, going to be 60 degrees. So, Yeah, we have a little bit of a rebound. It's going to be a roller coaster from here on out through winter, and so uh, we're going to have our days of 40s and even days of 30s and days of even low 60s, and then uh, we're going to have all of that change when winter sets in December through February, and uh, we usually have some unpredictable weather between december january and february uh we usually don't you know schedule any special events during those months because of the weather and let's see what else we got here looking at our current radar conditions you can see that right here in our little portion of east kentucky we do have uh some uh some rain And uh, let me get back here just a second because uh, we want to make sure that our graphic is in motion and working. So uh, let's see if we can't uh, get this fixed up. Here we go. We get this graphic lined out, And you can see that right here in our little portion of East Kentucky, we're covered up with clouds and rain right now. But we got a little bit of a clearing coming up and uh, that little bit of a clearing is just right behind us so hang in there the weather will change we'll have a little bit more rain but looks like that it could clear up real soon as far as uh any heavy rain or steady rain it'll be off and on all day long today so keep that in mind well let's see uh we want to make sure that we get all of our announcements in and we want to remind everyone that coming up tonight coming up tonight is friends giving and that is going to be tonight between 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. 7th to 12th grade going to have fellowship, food and games and uh, that's 7th grade to 12th grade and that'll be 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. tonight so uh that's at CAC Brother DeBarge is in charge of that. Also, uh, coming up next weekend, CAC Harvest Time Crusade, Friday, November the 17th, 7 p.m., Brother Buddy Puckett. Saturday, November the 18th, 7 p.m., Brother James Chesser. And Sunday, November the 19th, 11 a.m., Brother Michael Maupin. And there's a dinner following. So, yeah, we're going to have a great time next weekend also. And then, as we said, we're going to be celebrating our 10th anniversary online celebration right here, CAC Daily ICast. That's going to be on Tuesday, December the 5th, so keep that in mind. CAC Christmas program, Sunday, December the 10th at 6 p.m., and then we end the year with our CAC New Year's Eve celebration, Sunday, December 31st, 9 p.m., after midnight so come on out and be a part of any and all of those services and uh, we do have some prayer requests that we need to make mention of you'll see uh, several scroll up the screen but uh, we want to mention the last 10 and then uh, mention the Pipeful Apostolic Church prayer requests we want to remember uh, Brian Stump, Deacon DeBarge, Chandra Justice, Kaylee Justice, Vicki Wolford, Debbie Ratliff, Ed O'Kellion, Elizabeth Gross, and Renee Stiltner. Let's remember all of these in prayer and ask the Lord to move in a mighty way for each and every one of them. And then, of course, the Pipeful Prayer Request, Harold Bryant, uh, Peggy Tackett, Janice Davis, and Marvin Owsley. Let's remember all of them. And we ask that you would just remember all of our viewers are watching today, whether they're on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world, that the Lord would touch them and give them the healing they need. Let's go to the Lord in prayer as we open up the service today. Lord, we come before your presence and we thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here together in your precious name. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to utilize this platform to teach your word, fellowship with your people from all across the world. I pray, Lord, that you would move in a mighty way for each and every one on our prayer list, every person that we named, as well as those that's on the list, each and every one who is watching today, each and every one who is in need this hour, that they can look unto you knowing that you are the author and the finisher of our faith, and you are the giver of every good and perfect gift. And Lord, we're going to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen. Well, I tell you, I'm excited. You made it to a Friday. I made it to a Friday, and uh, it's a little on the cool side here in East Kentucky. But nevertheless, we're we're used to that in this time of year. Uh, we've seen it snow uh, Thanksgiving. I remember growing up uh, about a three or four inch snow happened on Thanksgiving. Though actually, it was like a Wednesday before. Thanksgiving, and uh, so yeah, there's there's possibilities of snow and possibility of other things happening, but right now it's just a little bit too warm, 45 degrees, and going to be a high of somewhere in the neighborhood of about 48 degrees today. So uh, yeah, that's the high, not the low. Well, let's just jump right in and start this Friday broadcast with our Bible reading. We're reading through the Old Testament. You ought to read your Bible. It is a fascinating book. And, of course, we're going to be uh, reading in uh, chapter... Let's see. This is chapter 2 of Second Kings. Second Kings,
1: chapter 2. And it came to pass, when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha,
0: Carry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath
1: sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. And the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he said, Yea, I know it. Hold ye your peace. And Elijah said unto him, Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Jericho. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. And the sons of the prophets that were at Jericho came to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he answered, Yea, I know it. Hold ye your peace. And Elijah said unto him,
0: Tarry, I pray thee,
1: here. For the Lord hath sent me to Jordan. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And they too went on. And fifty men of the sons of the prophets went, and stood to view afar off. And they too stood by Jordan. And Elijah took his mantle, and wrapped it together, and smote the waters, and they were divided hither and thither, so that they too went over on dry ground. And it came to pass, when they were gone over, that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee, before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, thou hast asked a hard thing.
0: Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so.
1: And it came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire, and horses of fire, and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel, and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more, and he took hold of his own clothes, and rent them in two pieces. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him, and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him, and smote the waters, and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither, and Elisha went over. And when the sons of the prophets which were to view at Jericho saw him, they said, The spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. And they came to meet him, and bowed themselves to the ground before him. And they said unto him, Behold now, there be with thy servants fifty strong men, Let them go, we pray thee, and seek thy master, lest peradventure the Spirit of the Lord hath taken him up and cast him upon some mountain, or into some valley. And he said, Ye shall not send. And when they urged him till he was ashamed, he said, Send. They sent therefore fifty men, and they sought three days, but found him not. And when they came again to him, for he tarried at Jericho, he said unto them, did I not say unto you, go not. And the men of the city said unto Elisha, Behold, I pray thee, the situation of this city is pleasant as my Lord seeth, but the water is not, and the ground barren. And he said, Bring me a new cruise, and put salt therein. And they brought it to him, and he went forth unto the spring of the waters, and cast the salt in there, and said, Thus saith the Lord, I have healed these waters. There shall not be from thence any more death or barren land. So the waters were healed unto this day, according to the saying of Elisha, which he spake. And he went up from thence unto Bethel. And as he was going up by the way, there came forth little children out of the city, and mocked him, and said unto him,
3: Go up, thou bald head! Go up, thou bald head!
1: And he turned back and looked on them, and cursed them in the name of the Lord. And there came forth two she-bears out of the wood, and tear forty and two children of them. And he went from thence to Mount Carmel, and from thence he returned to Samaria.
0: Currently 1016 in a.m. here on this 10th day of November, just four more days and my wife will be celebrating a birthday. So, yeah, and uh, we appreciate you joining us today. Hope you're having a great day wherever you are from the East Coast to West Coast and around the world. And why you say let's jump into this. This is something we like to do. If you got a minute, well, then you got time. For 60 seconds with the pastor. And while we wait for that to load up, I'd like to uh, remind everybody that tonight, 7th grade to 12th grade is going to be gathering at CAC. And they're going to be having a good get together, going to have some food, fellowship, fun, just going to have a great time. So come on out tonight at CAC for the 7th and 12th grade. Here we go with 60 Seconds with the Pastor. Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm Pastor Richard D. McKinney, and welcome to 60 Seconds with the Pastor. Psalms 150 and verse 6 says, Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Notice it says everything, not just every person. That's everything that breathes, not just every person that breathes. All creation was made to praise him, not just man. And then the last four words of verse 6 gives each person a directive, praise ye the Lord. While everything that has breath should praise the Lord. Are you praising the Lord? You do have breath, right? And that is 60 Seconds with the Pastor. If you got a minute, then you got time for 60 Seconds with the Pastor. CACI Radio. Join us Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Woo! That's some mighty fine internet radio. What well, time is it. I'll tell you what time it is. It's time for another CAC trivia question of the day. CAC trivia question done, of the day is brought to you by Cornerstone Apostolic done, Church and the Apostolic Voice of Phelps done, radio done, and television broadcast. The done, radio done, broadcast is heard every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. on FM 95.5 out of Prestonsburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net and click on the Listen Live link Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m., whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's q95fm.net. You can also watch the Apostolic Voice of Phelps television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW. That's WQCW-TV. You can also watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. Well, today's trivia question, to which king, to which king did Isaiah prophesy the invasion of Babylon? To which king did Isaiah prophesy the invasion by Babylon? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily, click on the link, it'll take you where you need to go, and we'll have the results of a that on Monday's broadcast. And speaking of results, we do have the results of yesterday's trivia question. Well, yesterday's trivia question was this. What was another name for Bethlehem? And out of those that participated, it looks like 50% of you got it correct. So we'll give you a hand. 50% got the correct answer. What's another name for Babylon or Bethlehem, I should say? That is E-P-H-R-A-T-H. That's found in Genesis chapter 35, verse 19. We had uh, several different spellings and 50% got it right. It's Ephrath, E-P-H-R-A-T-H. Genesis chapter 35, verse 19. 50% of you got it correct. Out of all of those that had a choice, you got a one in three chance of getting it right, just like you do for Monday's results that will be given. To which king did Isaiah prophesy the invasion by Babylon? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It will take you to where you need to go to participate in that. Let's jump in here and get... The Commonwealth Minute.
2: Welcome to the Commonwealth Minute. Here's your host, Richard Nelson. Today
1: is the observance of Veterans Day. It was originally known as Armistice Day, which marked the silencing the guns of World War I on November the 11th, 1918. Now we honor all of our veterans who've ever served in our armed forces. National defense may be something that we take for granted. But in a dangerous age of Islamic terrorism and of the growing threat from an aggressive China, we should thank the men and women who put themselves in harm's way to protect our country. Jesus said, No greater love hath a man than he lay down his life for a friend. This passage is relevant regarding the soldiers who fight and die for their fellow citizens back home who they don't even know. So honor a veteran today. If you see one at the store or restaurant, thank them for their service. They'll appreciate it. And
0: happy Veterans Day.
2: Find us on Facebook and Twitter at CPC for Kentucky, and on the web at CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org.
0: And it is uh, uh, the observant, the observance of Veterans Day today, because uh, actually the 11th is Veterans Day, but uh, today we observe a vet, uh, Veterans Day to. Uh, Kind of take a, a weekday and do that. So uh, to all of our veterans who may be watching, thank you for your service. I always tell our young people and and elder people alike, when you see somebody in uniform, thank them for their service. They might uh, be in the service so they can get their education, or they might be in the in the service so they can travel. But ultimately. They are there to serve the country. And so uh, be sure to thank people uh, that you see in uniform and also our veterans. We certainly appreciate them. You know, there's just very few veterans of World War II that are still alive. And that was a generation that can tell some of these young people that don't understand American history and world history uh, what it really means, and I think that's where our schools are failing us. Um, the public school system should make sure that you do uh, state history so you know everything about your state. I remember when I was in the sixth grade and, and seventh grade, uh, the uh, the teacher history teacher made sure that we knew everything about Kentucky. We knew how many counties they were, 120 counties. I still remember all that. Uh, the Capitol, Uh we had to fill out a map as part of a test of the 120 uh, counties. And then we had to know a little bit about each. We had to know a little bit about governors and things like that. I think that needs to be implemented back in uh, the public school, not only a state study, but also a national study. So we can have US history and know how this country got established and what it took to get us where we are. And maybe we wouldn't have all these riots in the street and all of these other things going on, protesting uh, you know, something and wanting something included when it's not good for the country. And then we need to have world history to understand the battles that went on in the world and how did the U.S. become dominant. So I think that we need all of these things taught in public school. And it uh, used to be. I mean, it used to be that was uh, that was what was taught. Each each thing I mentioned was was something that when you went to high school, grade school and high school, you just knew you was going to have to study that and you was going to have to understand that. I wish I could find my Kentucky history folder uh, because I'm pretty sure it's somewhere uh in some boxes it may be uh with one of my sisters uh it may be with one of, it may be at my uh been with my dad's and it got sidetracked or something but I'm pretty sure some of those things have been kept through the years uh, about Kentucky history, and it would just be great to look back at uh, at some of that work back in the seventh grade under Chester Damron, yeah, he taught state history. and then we had uh, people in when I moved to Phelps that taught Us history and world history. So yeah. We all need to know our history. Why? Because if we don't know the history, we're doomed to repeat it, and we don't want to repeat it. Well, we got a few minutes. Let's see if we can squeeze in some of our um, random facts of the day. These are just things maybe you know, maybe you don't know, maybe you care to know, maybe you don't care to know. But anyway, let's just see if we can't squeeze in a few here before we have our study. Well did you know that the human eye has over 2 million working parts? That's right, the human eye has over 2 million working parts. Did you know that fresh cranberries can be bounced like a rubber ball? Did you know astronauts actually get taller when in space? And did you know that a 15-year-old boy invented earmuffs in 1873? Did You know dairy cows can drink up to 50 gallons of water per day? Did you know that the note when you strike the Liberty Bell is E-flat? You know, it's against the law to put a pretzel in a bag in Philadelphia. And our final one, here we go. Dogs can make 10 sounds while cats can make about a hundred. So Curry Mason rules. Well, it is 1029 in the AM and it is time for us to take our 30 second break. And the reason we take 30 second break, we got to clear up the lag so that we can record our teaching sessions, put them on the archives and uh, people can watch them on their own time frame. So don't touch at any key. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
3: To a little bit of church every day. Home Bible study, 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link.
0: You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to q95fm.net, whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's q95fm.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com.
3: You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily ICast. The Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at six zero six. 282 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to Daily at cacphelps.org or Daily at org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word.
0: Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily iCast. Glad you could join us today for a little bit of home Bible study, 21st century style, as we are studying our way through the book of Revelation. Revelation is sometimes a difficult book to understand because it is full of symbolism. It is also full of literalism, if you will, and you have to know what is what. And if the uh, book of Revelation has something very clear, then uh we we teach that and and embrace that if it's not clear then we don't speculate on what it is meaning so uh hope you're enjoying the studies we're in chapter 11 today we're moving our way swiftly through uh but methodically through because we want to make sure that we try our best to expound as much of it as we can. Well, let's just jump right into the word today, and we want to go to verse number one, chapter 11. It begins to say this And there was given me a reed like unto a rod, and the angel stood, saying, Rise and measure the temple of God, and the altar, and them that worship therein. But the court which is without the temple, leave out and measure it not, for it is given unto the Gentiles, and the holy city shall they tread under foot forty and two months. And I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and threescore days clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. Well, there's some inside here that we want to look at, and there's some... Uh, things that we want to grasp on to, and of course, we want to study today. This is going to be our study number 1,112 of our study through the Word. So let's get started with that and uh, ask the Lord to guide our words today as we teach His Word. Let's pray. Lord, we come before Your presence, and we thank You for this opportunity that You have blessed us to be gathered here together. In your precious name, I pray, Lord, that we will rightly divide the word of truth, expound it fully, guide our thoughts, guide our words. Help us, Lord, that we will be able to take your word line upon line and precept upon precept, and that we will all leave here with more knowledge than we came. And, Lord, we're going to give you the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to... Uh, start out uh, giving kind of a little bit of a outline, uh, if if you will, of, uh, of Revelation chapter eleven verses one through six, and um, to to measure something, there was given unto him a reed, and I'll bring this up on the split screen, a reed like unto a rod, and the angel stood saying, rise, and measure the temple of God and the altar and them that worship therein. Uh, this is a, um, a measure and, and a uh, measuring of the temple of God and the altar and them that worship therein uh, because it is claiming it uh, for a certain purpose. It's claiming it for a certain purpose. So uh, with this, we see the Lord is saying this city and temple, are mine, And so it's measured out. And notice what it says uh, to not do. But the court which is without the temple, leave out and measure it not, for it is given unto the Gentiles. And the holy city shall they tread underfoot forty and two months. So looking at this, we see that Jerusalem will be overrun by Gentiles for the last half of the tribulation period. That's the last 42 months. Notice what it says. They'll they'll tread underfoot 40 and 2 months. And that's important to understand because now uh, it's the last half of the great tribulation that we're talking about. And uh, immediately, uh, you know, afterwards, the Antichrist is going to desecrate the temple. So he... You know, the Antichrist is fooling people up to this point. Up up for the first three and a half years, the Antichrist is fooling people, setting up worship, setting up the temple, allowing things to happen. And people think, oh, this is great. This has got to be, uh, you know, the Lord. This has got to be uh, something that is great and good. And then all of a sudden they realize they have been tricked. And, you know, that's the way the devil likes to... Uh, do. He likes to lure people into things and, and whether it's uh, the sin of, of self-pleasure, sin of drugs, sin of alcohol, sin of all these things, Um, you know, the devil lures people into it and people say, Oh, this is good stuff right here. This is okay. This is, this is great. And then he reveals the destructiveness of it the destructiveness of it, and uh, reveals that he has got you in in a mess. So that's the way sin works. It first lures, and it first, you know, uh, the Bible doesn't say sin is not pleasurable because it says that, uh, you know, uh, people enjoy the pleasure of sin for a season. And then, all of a sudden, sin destroys because why? The wages of sin is death. So keep that in mind as we study through this. We see that uh, you know the last half of the tribulation period, the forty-two months, if you will. Uh, immediately after this, the Antichrist will desecrate the temple and uh, step up and reveal that uh, you know he's not going to allow sacrifices to happen uh, unto the Lord. Um, when we look at at this temple we also see something that is uh, interesting uh, there's mention of two witnesses now when we talk about these two witnesses uh, there's speculation of who uh, they are uh, you know some some people uh, think it may be John might be one or Moses and Elijah might be one and uh, or be uh, you know the witnesses but uh, Uh, You know, Enoch, uh, because a a lot of people, and I'll just mention these in just a moment, but um, it's all speculation of who these two witnesses are. But we do find that these two witnesses prophesied during the first three and a half years of tribulation, then they are killed by the Antichrist. At the same time, he breaks his covenant with Israel. So keep that in mind. The two witnesses were the minimum number acceptable under the law. Remember, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. God never breaks his law. He never breaks his law. What is written is forever settled in heaven. That's why when you read these things, you know it's going to come to pass because God never breaks his law. He never He never breaks what he has written. And so in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. And you can find in Deuteronomy 17 and 6 and 19 and 15. Now, the two witnesses are clothed in sackcloth because they call mankind to repentance. They're calling for repentance. And uh, who are these two witnesses? That's that's a good question. Uh, you know, maybe someone smarter than me. Uh, who has more of a uh, background in biblical studies uh, may be able to tell you, but I think that since the Bible did not name them, anything that we try to uh, put a label on uh, with these two witnesses, a name to them, uh, it's only speculation. Some people say, well, these two olive trees, these two candlesticks, parallels with Zerubbabel the governor, and Joshua, the high priest in Zechariah 4, two anointed men who built the second temple. Some people think it's Zerubbabel and Joshua. And then others say, well, since they have the power to call fire and to shut heaven, so it will not rain, that parallels with the ministry of Elijah in 1 Kings 18.38 and 1 Kings 17, and one. Another person says, well, they have power to turn water to blood and to smite the earth with plagues. This parallels with the ministry of Moses, Exodus seven twenty and Exodus 9, verses 14 through 15. And then the Jews expect anew Moses and Elijah, Deuteronomy 18, verses 15 through 18, and Malachi 4 and 5. It was these two who stood with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration found in the book of Matthew chapter 17 and verse number 3. So as you can see, the speculation just grows. Who are these two witnesses? Are they two people that have never seen death? Well, we know the only two people that uh, was uh, taken to heaven supernaturally was uh, Elijah and Enoch. So uh, could it be Elijah and Enoch? You know, we're only guessing We're only guessing because, uh, we don't know, uh, because, you know, Moses and Elijah appeared on the Mount of Transfiguration with Jesus. Uh, and then Elijah and Enoch were the two who were supernaturally taken to heaven. And that's found in second Kings chapter two, verse 11 for, uh, Elijah and Enoch is in Genesis chapter five and verse 24, uh, respectively understanding that, uh, these two men were taken up out of the earth, uh, and, um, and it's appointed unto men once to die in Hebrews nine twenty seven, and these two men were taken up without dying a physical uh, death on the earth. So, uh, you know, uh, Moses' body was taken after his death in, in Jude chapter 9, but... Uh, just to try to figure out who these witnesses are and attach names to them is going to just merely be speculation. Uh, and again, we named off all these instances of things that are similar, things that uh, we can relate to that happened in another ministry and fire being called down from heaven, you know, and shutting up heaven so it don't rain. Parallels with Elijah's ministry, so we see a lot of speculation of who these two olive trees, these two candlesticks. Um, you know, um, you know, you could even go back and and start talking about the candlesticks. Uh, you know uh, that we opened up Revelation study with. So it's all mere speculation. That's why I say when something is very plain we will we will speak it as as what it is when something is not clear i'm not going to sit here and speculate to you who these two witnesses may be because who they are really is not important or the bible would have named them but what they do is of the utmost importance you see sometimes people are so um I guess, uh, inclined to exalt people's name. But in the book of Revelation, there's only one name that is to be exalted, and that is the name of Jesus. So with this said, it's not important their names, or the Bible would have recorded it. But what is important is what they do. You see that throughout the Bible, sometimes people do great things and and say great things, and their names are never mentioned, because names are really immaterial. But we do know that these two witnesses um, can only be killed when they finished their ministry. So I wanna I wanna just kind of go back through these and uh, and and let you see. Uh, what we're talking about, and I want to uh, just go to verse number four. These are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. And if any man will hurt them, fire proceedeth out of their mouth and devoureth their enemies. And if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. These have power to shut heaven that it rain not in the days of their prophecy and have power over waters to turn them to blood and to smite the earth with all plagues as often. Notice what it says, as often as they will. This is interesting that uh, you got these two witnesses um, who are called olive trees. They're called uh, candlesticks, um you, that lets you know that they have a ministry. You know, remember back in the first part of Revelation when we're studying about the candlesticks, uh, it's it's talking about the pastors of the churches. So this lets you know that it is a minister. These two witnesses are ministers uh, because they are referred to as olive trees and candlesticks. And we find that these two witnesses um, can call... The plagues, all the plagues that you read about in the Bible, they can call that as often as they will, whenever they want to. That's a lot of power given unto these two witnesses. They can call fire down. They can can have fire, uh, as as it says, uh, fire that uh, proceedeth out of their mouth and devoureth and whether that's a symbolic thing or a literal thing we know that they can call fire down they can they can shut up heaven that it won't rain um uh, and they have power to bring the plagues anytime as many as they want to and that's the power given under these two witnesses why are they given this power it's it's to try to get people to Wake up and realize that, uh, you know, um, the Lord is is uh, the only God there is and they need to serve him. Now, remember the measurements, the measurements uh, of the of the temple, if you will, and uh, and the altar and and the things that was measured to begin with. We have to uh, just simply kind of revert back to that a reed was given unto him like unto a rod and the angel stood saying rise and measure the temple of God and the altar and them that worship therein so that is a separate issue that is going to be dealt with at a different time and so we got to always remember that that when something is measured it means you're claiming it you're setting it aside it's it's not going to be affected by the things that That is going to be uh, talked about uh, later. So uh, let's get back to the two witnesses just for a moment. These two witnesses can bring upon the earth the plagues, all the plagues, as often as they will. All they have to do is speak and a plague happens. All they have to do is is speak it, and and uh, you know, and what's happening when plagues come upon people? You see, you you think about war and rumors of wars, and and uh, destruction of of uh, the brightness of the sun, a third of the sun, third of the moon, third of the stars, and all the grass is gone, and all the trees, uh, you know, have had some some portion of them uh not all the trees but uh, a portion of the trees have been destroyed and and uh, all of this and and the ocean uh you know a portion of the ocean and a portion of drinking water and you got all this chaos and yet man still is not repenting and so now these two witnesses can bring up on the earth plagues as they will all the plagues any of the plagues as many as they want as often as they will. And man, we're going to find, is still not going to repent. Because here's what I'd like to inject here. If you can't repent today, if God calls you and deals with your heart and you can't repent today, what makes you think you're going to repent when you start seeing these other things happen? Your heart is going to be hardened as time goes on. You ever notice that sometimes kids will give their heart to the Lord or teens will give their heart to the Lord, but as people get older, it gets harder for them? And the reason being is because their hearts get hardened. That's why the Bible teaches us to not let our hearts be hardened, but uh, we are to, uh, you know, give our life to the Lord. Today is a day of salvation. When you hear His voice, don't harden your heart. Because every time you reject the Lord, you harden your heart to a certain degree. Every time that you reject the Lord, there's a a hardness that happens to your heart. And if you keep rejecting the Lord and rejecting the Lord and rejecting the Lord pretty soon, you are like those that are of a, a reprobate mind. You don't know right from wrong. You don't care about what's right or wrong. And... I see a lot of people in our world today who are at that point. So don't harden your heart. Let your heart be touched by the word of God. Let it be touched by the singing of the songs of praise and worship unto the Lord. And let it be touched by the word and by the presence of the Lord. So we see that uh, they can smite the earth and bring all the plagues as oft as they Now, when we uh, continue on and we look at uh, verse number uh, seven, it says, And when they shall have finished their testimony or their ministry, the beast that ascendeth out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them and shall overcome them and kill them. Notice this. It's the two witnesses that can only be killed when they have finished their testimony, their ministry. They can't be killed before that. They can bring down fire. They can shut up heaven. They can bring plagues upon the earth. But after their ministry is finished, here's what's going to happen. These two witnesses are going to be killed by the beast of the bottomless pit. And uh, when you look at this, it says, shall make war against them and shall overcome them and kill them. So these two witnesses are going to be killed. And guess what? Their bodies are going to be left in the streets of Jerusalem for three and a half days. And then what happens? Well, they're going to raise back up. I want to read verse 11 because I think it's important that we we go through these. Their dead bodies shall rise or shall lie in the street of the great city, which spiritually, notice that, spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt where also our Lord was crucified. So now we know it spiritually caused that because of the sin, because of the rejection, because look what happened in Sodom. They, they were immoral. They were uh, so uh, sinful and immoral. Uh, homosexuality everywhere. Uh, they rejected the Lord. They even wanted to know or have sexual relations with the angels. That's how immoral they were. And then they had no respect, I should inject this, no respect for the things of God, no respect for anything spiritual. And this is what happens when people's hearts get hardened. They quit respecting, you know, back in the day, people that didn't go to church, they would respect people that went to church and they just, you know, let the people go to church and they mind their own business. Now, it's not like that. Now people do not respect people that go to church, especially those that have rejected and rejected and hardened their heart. They try to find fault with Christianity. They try to find fault with people who serve the Lord. They try to uh, you know, uh, explain it away and say it's not real and say it's not this and that. And this is why, it's spiritually referred to and notice it's where our lord was crucified and of course our lord was crucified on the old hill of golgotha and we know that that uh, you know you can talk about jerusalem and you can talk about uh, all of the places surrounding that area but it is now referred to right here as spiritually and i want to i want to kind of just uh back up because Notice that word, this is this is important when you're trying to understand either symbolism or literalism. And uh, you've got to understand that uh, it is uh, spiritually called spiritually spiritually, not naturally, not not what it is known as prior to this, but it's spiritually because Sodom is immoral, sinful. What about Egypt? Egypt did not want the the children of Israel to uh, be uh, free. Egypt wanted to destroy and bind and and persecute the people of God. So now we're finding that this is spiritually called Sodom and Egypt. And then, of course, it still talks about where our Lord was uh, crucified, which lets you know the natural name, of of the place where the Lord was crucified uh, is now being referred to in a spiritual sense because people have uh, become so wicked, so hard hearted, so rebellious, so rejecting of the Lord. You know, all of this that you see coming up on the earth and people still not repent. That takes a pretty hard heart, Right. But that is even the day that we're living in. And I want to close because our time has run out. But I want to just kind of get us in a place where we understand that if people can get in this condition to where cities that were places where the Lord did miracles and walked upon this earth, did good things is now spiritually being referred to as Sodom and Egypt? What about our world today? If he doesn't bring judgment upon the world, he'd have to repent and go back and tell Sodom he's sorry for destroying it. But judgment's coming. Don't let your heart be hardened. If you're watching today and you are not serving the Lord, don't harden your heart. Don't put it off another day. Begin to repent. Because if you keep waiting, every time you reject the Lord, a little bit of hardness enters into your life. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the study today. I pray, Lord, that we have rightly divided the word of truth, expounded it fully. If we have misrepresented your word in any way or misquoted, I pray that you would forgive us and help us to make it right. Lord, I love you and I thank you for the study because it lets us know the condition of all unsinful man, how hard their hearts can become. But Lord, I thank you that you have touched our hearts here today and we're looking for your return and we want to hear you say, well done, for it's all in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, we will pick back up with verse number eleven um, tomorrow, or Monday, I should say, because it is Friday, and uh, we'll pick back up on Monday with that because we want to study um, uh, some things that we did not get to to uh, study today. But isn't it a, a interesting to see how that, how much judgment. Is brought up on the earth. How many plagues is brought up on the earth? All sorts of chaos, and man is still got this hardened heart, and won't repent. That's why today is the day of salvation. Does it happen today? Do people harden their hearts today, to where they don't repent, don't feel the Lord, and all of this? Absolutely. That's why you can't just play around on God and play around in church. You've got to be sincere, and you've got to let the Lord have your whole heart, mind, soul, and strength. Well, we do have our trivia question up and running, and our trivia question for today is this. To which king did Isaiah prophesy the invasion of Babylon? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily Icast. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. Everybody have a great day, great weekend. Hope to see you on Sunday, 10 a.m. 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. at Pikeville Apostolic Church. Everybody have a great day, because we are out of here.
2: On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have sunday school classes for all ages sunday mornings at 10 a.m and 11 a.m and wednesday evening service at 7 p.m the adults meet in the main sanctuary while the youth meet in the cac youth sanctuary you can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services if you missed a service you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services.